Section 14 of Junior Classics, Volume 4, Heroes and Heroines of Chivalry. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mike Overby, Parkland, Washington. Junior Classics, Volume 4, Heroes and Heroines of Chivalry, by William Patton. The Story of King Arthur. Part 14. The End of the Quest. Retold by Beatrice Clay. After he had rescued Sir Percivale from the twenty knights who beset him, Sir Galahad rode on his way till nightfall, when he sought shelter at a little hermitage. Thither there came in the night a damsel who desired to speak with Sir Galahad. So he arose and went to her. Galahad, said she, arm you and mount your horse and follow me, for I am come to guide you in your quest. So they rode together until they had come to the seashore, and there the damsel showed Galahad a great ship into which he must enter. Then she bade him farewell, and he, going on to the ship, found there already the good knights Sir Bors and Sir Percivale, who made much joy of the meeting. They abode in that ship until they had come to the castle of King Pelles, who welcomed them right gladly. Then, as they all sat at supper that night, suddenly the hall was filled with a great light, and the holy vessel appeared in their midst covered all in a white samite while they all rejoiced there came a voice saying my knights who i have chosen ye have seen the holy vessel dimly continue your journey to the city of saras and there the perfect vision shall be yours now in the city of saras had dwelt long time joseph of arimathes teaching its people the true faith before ever he came into the land of britain but when sir galahad and his followers came there after long journey they found it ruled by a heathen king named Esteros, who cast them into a deep dungeon. There they were kept a year. But at the end of that time the tyrant died. Then the great men of the land gathered together to consider who should be their king. And, while they were in council, came a voice bidding them to take as their king the youngest of the three knights whom Esteros had thrown into prison. So in fear and wonder they hastened to the prison and, releasing the three knights, made Galahad king as the voice had bidden them. Thus Galahad became king of the famous city of Saras in far Babylon. He had reigned a year when, one early morning, he and the other two knights, his fellows, went into the chapel, and there they saw, kneeling in prayer, an aged man, robed as a bishop, and round him hovered many angels. The knights fell on their knees in awe and reverence, whereupon he that seemed a bishop turned to them and said, I am Joseph of Arimathea, and I am come to show you the perfect vision of the Holy Grail. On the instant there appeared before them, without veil or cover, the holy vessel, in a radiance of light such as almost blinded them. Sir Bors and Sir Percival, when at length they were removed from the brightness of that glory, looked up to find that the holy Joseph and the wondrous vessel had passed from their sight. Then they went to Sir Galahad, where he still knelt as in prayer. And behold, he was dead, for it had been with him even as he had prayed. In the moment when he had seen the vision, his soul had gone back to God. So the two knights buried him in that far city, themselves mourning and all the people with them. And immediately after, Sir Percivale put off his arms and took the habit of a monk, living a devout and holy life until, a year and two months later, he also died and was buried near Sir Galahad. Then Sir Bors armed him, and bidding farewell to the city, sailed away until, after many weeks, he came again to the land of Britain. There he took horse and stayed not till he had come to Camelot. 
great was the rejoicing of Arthur and all his knights when Sir Bors was once more among them. When he had told all the adventures which had befallen him and the good knights, his companions, all who heard were filled with amaze. But the king, he caused the wisest clerks in the land to write in great books this quest of the Holy Grail, that the fame of it should endure unto all time. End of section 14